This is the Geek-Centric Podcast, and today we're thinking bigger than just the valley. Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, Ushi Deshi's Young and Old. My name is Kev, and today we're heading back to the San Fernando Valley to find out what could possibly top the excitement of the All-Valley Championships. That's because we're here to give you our spoiler-free thoughts on Season 5 of the Netflix smash hit Cobra Kai. A huge thanks to Netflix Canada for giving us access to the season ahead of its release on September 9th, so we can let you know if it's a wax-on or a wax-off. Pain does not exist in this dojo, so we're going to strike hard, strike first, and show no mercy. As always, I could never teach a lesson this valuable alone. Let me introduce to you my karate cousin. He's the sensei who knows just what to say. His opinions can't be topped, and if you disagree, you might get chopped. It's Sensei Nate. Oh, wow. Kenichiwa, I, you know, Nate. How's it going? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good, Kevin. I've uh, been watching so much Cobra Kai and getting a lot of karate action. I will say, though, I can't help but compare myself to... Uh, a particular character who takes after an animal, and let's just say it's not Hawk. Uh, in the series, there's a, there's another character with some very interesting facial hair uh, that I might sort of align with a little bit more, especially in this season. Yeah, yeah, you're you're. Uh, uh, so we're, we're not going to mention names. We're going to keep it that spoiler free. Should. Yeah, just yeah. Given where season four sort of ended and everything, maybe it's best if we if we keep uh, some of the surprise appearances uh, under wraps. Uh, now. Yeah. Before we get started, speaking of what happened in Season 4, I thought we would do just a quick little recap, uh, just mm-hmm. to, to refresh our memories about where we were. Uh, and just for everyone's sake, I did get the recipe for this recap off of the Chili's website. I wanted it to be authentic. <laughs> uh, that's, a little, that's a little Johnny line from the last season. Yeah, I love uh, it. All right. So <laughs> Season 4 started with Daniel and Johnny teaming up to train the respective students in the ways of both Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang. Naturally, the two former rivals could only keep the, pay, uh, the peace for so long, and they struggled to respect each other's methods. Uh, Sam and Miguel are back together and happy, which drives their exes, Robbie and Tori, a little bit crazy. Robbie and Tori, who now work together at Cobra Kai, well, they get a little closer, and Tori suggested that they go to prom together. Obviously, Ooh. this leads to a fight between the four of them at the dance uh, in what I can only say is a scene far better than a similar one in West Side Story. Uh, the climax of the show, though, takes place at the All-Valley Tournament. We're going right back to the, you know, to the heart of the Karate Kid stories. Uh, and now we remember going into this tournament, Kreese had agreed that he would leave Cobra Kai if his team lost. Uh, as the tournament gets underway, Miguel gets re-injured during his fight, uh, and then later Hawk and Robbie face off in the finals for the boys, where Hawk scores the victory. Uh, I think you and I, Nate, in our Season 4 recap, both agreed that this is the best fight in the entire Karate Kid franchise. This was epic. I think so. Yeah, it was fantastic. Absolutely. And now, not to overshadow the girls too much, because the, the the ladies put on a hell of a fight too, uh, and it all came down to uh, the girls. Uh, Tori and Sam went head to head in their finals, with the winner sort of claiming victory for their uh, for their dojo. Uh, and now, Tori promised Amanda Larusso that she would fight clean, but accidentally elbowed Sam. 
uh, and won the fight as a result. Uh, we definitely learn a bit more about that uh, decision in Season 5, but really what it does is further create a rift between Tori and Sam, which gets explored in Season 5 as well. Now, as a result of the decision, Cobra Kai wins the tournament, and Daniel then makes it his mission to end Cobra Kai once and for all. Uh, and then really quickly, just to sort of fill in where other characters are, Johnny and Miguel's mom, Carmen, are continuing their relationship and want to tell Miguel, but before they can, they learn he snuck away to finally meet his father down in Mexico. And then finally, Terry Silver and Kreese butt heads over their philosophies and approaches to how to run Cobra Kai going forward. Terry realizes that Johnny is Kreese's weakness and that in turn Kreese is his own weakness. And so he sets Kreese up for a crime he didn't commit. And John Kreese is arrested and goes to jail. Okay, so now we're Ugh. all caught up. Whew. It, yes. was, it, was, it was the best season to date. I think we both agreed there. Lots of juicy stuff set up going into season five. And so we're going to keep it spoiler-free here. But I think it's time to uh, jump in and, and give our thoughts here. And, uh, again, it's spoiler-free, but I am uber excited to talk about it. Uh, so, Nate, why don't, you, <laughs> uh, why don't you start us off? Uh, what were some things that worked for you uh, this this go around? Yeah, I mean, it's not a spoiler to say there is an Uber in this season that you'll <laughs> see. Uh, we <laughs> we are uh, you know we're back in here now, the the fifth time, uh, and I am I am kind of brought back to our review of season four. I think you you might have mentioned that we both thought season four was the best one. I actually thought season three uh, is the is still uh, the best season of this show. I think. You know, it's crazy that that it was December of last year that we were doing the season four review. It's absolutely nuts how fast the show is being produced. And, um, you know, I think even then we were discussing that maybe the show has lost some of its its charm and some of its magic. And I think this season, unfortunately, yet again, does prove that to be the case. I think, you know, after season four, I was really looking forward to getting out of the dojo, getting away from the structure of the previous season, especially with them taking Miguel to Mexico. And I, I kind of find that they, they sort of, all the little things that they sort of um, set up that would take them out of the valley, they really give up on pretty quickly. And I, I think there's some fantastic moments with these characters in season five, but I found that we really only got them when the show kept its focus and kept its pacing uh, which, you know, that's, that makes me sound like I'm giving karate students some advice. Like, keep your focus, keep your pacing. But it's true. I kept, <laughs> like a I true kept thinking that. I like it. Right? I, I kept thinking that throughout the, the season of just like, no, like, why are you going here? Why are we spending so much time in, in this part of the narrative when, when there's so many more important things going on? And I just felt that throughout this 10-episode season. Okay, I, I, I definitely hear you. Uh, you know, when I look at the show, I think it's kind of crazy to see where it started and what it is now. Because, you know, when it started, it was just this nice little, almost a character study on Johnny Lawrence. You yes. know, wh where is he now? How did those things in the 80s affect his life and, and as he tries to put the pieces back together? But, I mean, this show has just become a full-blown 80s soap opera. It is just an yeah. 80s karate soap opera. And, you know, it's created its own silly little world where rules apply only to what uh, a friend of uh, mine, Justin Perwitzki, he calls, the, he says the show takes place in a karate town. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah. there aren't police. Nobody no. calls the cops for any of these terrible, it's just, you settle your differences, you settle your beefs with karate, and that's, what yeah. these, that's a way of life for these people. Uh, and so I think... 
as long as you're willing to accept these ridiculous rules and this ridiculous sort of pretend world that they live in, I'm I, I'm sort of on board for it just being a cheesy. 80s soap opera. Uh, I've, I've, I don't expect it to be the quality that I think season one sort of teased. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm letting it off the hook a little easily. I think, I think you might be a little bit, but I, I think, I think the, the, you know, I think the, the highlight again this season, as it was with last season, I think is the action. I think the karate uh, is absolutely phenomenal this season. There's, there's, they keep finding new moves and new ways to to impress me um, as they fight at either the dojo or for some reason at a water park. Um, and so it's just, it's just one of those things where I, I think, I think where in the previous seasons I was looking more and more forward to, you know, okay, cool. That fight was great, but I want to get to the next story bit here. I found myself just being like, okay, just get to the fight already. Let's just see this action go. Let's see the fist fly. Let's see the high kicks. Let's see the, the crazy, you know, new moves that are, that are, are focused on in this, uh, in this season. Um, especially from our, our main villain, um, which I think was maybe the other highlight as well for me this season. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Terry Silver does make for a terrific bad guy. Uh, I think, you know, uh, the performance here uh, from Thomas Ian Griffith uh, is is absolutely terrific here, and and you know I was yeah. reading an article um, that that talked uh, recently to both uh, Thomas Ian Griffith and uh, Ralph Machado uh, about uh, oh sorry uh, Machio yeah Ralph Machio uh, about just how terrible Karate Kid Three really is, and and <laughs> and how it's amazing that they're able to still go back and pull so many elements from that and sort of. Uh, get a redo on some of the characters and, and what happens there. So, But as good as Terry Silver is as an antagonist, and we needed somebody to top John Kreese, what is his motivation in this season? I really don't understand. Yeah. While he's a bad guy, I don't think what he's trying to do is all that sinister. And so that was sort of the biggest weakness I found in the season is that I'm like, yes, he's a bad guy, but he's not doing anything wrong. And why does he have to resort to breaking the law to do what is a perfectly legal thing? It was it, it was very bizarre to me. Yeah, I think that's that's again where we see this show in some areas elevating the original source material, and in some areas kind of just falling back into it uh, for for more of a negative rather than that that sort of cheese that we fell in love with originally. It's now sort of the cheese is a bit stale, it's a bit rubbery, uh, and now now we've got these sort of um, really great presence on screen from Terry Silver. But you're right. There's there's really not any sort of motivation. I did think, uh, you know, focusing in on the cast a little bit as well, I think the adults this time around got a little bit more of a focus, especially in the later half of the season. Um, I really did enjoy seeing both Daniel and Johnny grow throughout the season um, in different ways than I expected. I think I think we, we kind of got to see them um, really go down uh, sort of opposite paths. Um, and and I, I did find that to be pretty delightful. And I will say, speaking of delightful, Chosen, yes. absolutely fantastic. He's, absolutely he's my, fantastic. He's my all-star of the season. He's so fun. Yeah. Uh, he brings so much. It's such a deviation from the character he played in number two. Um, but it works, you know... He's almost had the kind of growth that Daniel and Johnny still are going through. And so he's almost like this older buddy mentor 
that's able to he's he's at a stage where he's just having fun and loving life. Even you know, yeah. he's approaching these situations where they're going in to fight guys with samurai swords and he's just like, "Let's do it. This is going to be fun, guys." <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's some great buddy buddy moments. There's some cool team-ups that you'd never think you'd ever see. Um so I mean, for the fan servicey parts of the show, I think this season really does nail it. Uh, you know, you get some old school Johnny Lawrence uh, towards the beginning of the season where he's just he's doing things his way and it's not the right way at all, but it's at least fun to watch. Although I do not condone drinking and driving. Uh, let's just get yeah. that straight here. And I think it was weird that the show almost turned drinking and driving into was a joke. Okay with it. <laughs> it was, yeah. That was that was a yeah, little that was a, a bit too eighties. It's like, you know, let's let's not poke poke fun at that too too much. Well I think even I think even in other areas of the show, you know, besides that necessarily, um, it did get a bit darker than I think we've seen in past seasons as well. I think there were more swear words than I was used to, a lot more Fs, a lot more uh, Fs. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um and and actual blood this time around, which I was I was a little surprised to see. So, you know, they they definitely are are ramping up here. They're they're trying not to hold back. Um and I do think that the for me again and, and this sounds like like I'm going to repeat myself from my f- season 4 review quite a bit. But for me, if this show, if this season didn't have the finale it had, I would be much lower on my review score than I am right now. I think the finale was one of those moments where I was just like, this is a freaking movie. Like, this is the this is the next Karate Kid movie. And it's it's absolutely fantastic. And it's got everything that you'd love. Um, because I think, again, when these writers focus in and they really put like the 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 main narrative at the forefront. Those are the moments where this season really shines. Uh, it's all this stuff in between where I'm just kind of like, I don't know if they needed to have this be ten episodes this season. Maybe it could have been six, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it would have been better for it. As fun as it is to see some of these goofy moments, and as fun as it is to to you know kind of have a, a laugh with some of these moments. We've seen them before. We've seen a lot of these moments before. And there's, at a certain point, Sam uh, in the season is very much, she's like, she's over all the relationship drama and she's over all the karate drama. She's just done with it. And I kind of felt like her in that moment. I was like, I kind of, I wonder if I hit the collective ceiling uh, on this series for myself where I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it um, anymore, but I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm getting. I'm going down a dark path here, Kevin. I don't. I it's don't okay, but you know, I think you're right. And you said two things here that that do sort of hinder the season a little, and that's that they 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 set up this season to go in different directions, and so many things are resolved in those first two episodes. Uh, but then before we kind of get into the real heart of what this season's about, there's a lot of wheel spinning in the middle. And I do remember you saying a, a bunch of that, a, a bit of that happening last season as well. It was once the All Valley got going and we were in that and it was the the climax of the season. It was great. It was awesome. But the, that build up, it, it does lack a little bit of momentum building. It just sort of does seem to stall out waiting to get to through two or three episodes in the middle before then going back up the hill. And and yeah, I think if they had spent a bit more time on those plot lines that they set up uh, from season four to start the season, and that sort of carried us into that halfway mark, and then we could have moved on from there, it would have been better for for the characters, especially the kids. Because again, you mentioned that the adults really do get a lot of the time here to to grow, and 
and I did like that because it was a bit of a change from from the last couple of seasons. Uh, and I mean, when it, we got to remember what it all, where it all started, and who this show really was about when it when it started, and that is uh, Johnny and, and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then, yeah, you mentioned how it got darker, and I think the only issue with how dark it got. I mean, these people are fighting with deadly weapons, trying to kill each other. We have yeah. we have gone from just a few chops and maybe some broken limbs to like. They are trying to kill each other, and I just wish that the the reason was a bit more nefarious. I really wish that they had mm-hmm. life and death to fight over here, and really, it isn't life and death what they're what they're going at each other for. And so no. that the, the, when the stakes aren't there, the action maybe doesn't resonate as as strongly. So it definitely you know stumbles a bit to to really make a point that I think it's trying to make. Uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of plowing through here, and you certainly have uh, a bit more negative to say than positive. Is there any any sort of quick little tidbits you want to throw in before uh, we, we, we wrap up, or are you ready to, to just sort of give your score and, and, uh, and finalize ready, things? You know what, Kevin? I'm not ready to deliver the, the finishing blow just yet. I, I do want to just also shout out, like, I, I just... Here's the deal. I, I know I'm sounding negative. This is some of the best cheesy b-level tv out there and so for 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 folks who aren't tired of it yet who haven't who haven't gotten hit hit, haven't hit that ceiling like sam and i have in this season um i think there's a lot to still love in the show i still think that that there you know this show is incredibly as i said last season it's incredibly watchable so it's something you just you can put on you can have fun you don't have to think too hard about it and that's okay we need a lot of we need shows like that just like we need our you know our west worlds and our game of thrones but i think i just i just feel like creatively there's so many moments that they show in this season where i'm just like well that's kind of like last season and that's kind of like season 3 and and I just wish that we just they they added they sprinkled in a little bit more new stuff uh, in order to wow me. I, I don't know. I again I, I think there's a lot of filler. I don't think this needed to be the ten episodes that it was, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just I want better for it. I I totally hear what you're saying in terms of it being that cheesy B level show. Um, and I do think the the what works for those shows is an attachment to the material. I don't think this really right. is elevated any more than like a typical CW show of this kind of ilk and this kind of you know nature and so it's like a soap opera, you know, people watch soap operas for 30 years and it's the same crap happening every year uh <laughs> yeah. over and over again and 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 I just think if you like the setting and you like the characters, you're willing to sort of watch them go through the same routines over and over again. And now that isn't to say that I I hope that if they do continue uh, going forward, that they do find a way to freshen things up. Uh, I mm-hmm. just don't know what that could be other than the addition of a character from the fourth Karate Kid movie. I swear if she doesn't make an appearance at some time here, I'm not going to be oh, a happy dude. camper. Uh, and I really do think that is the next level that they could take this thing to really bump it up and, and keep momentum going forward. You think we're going to get the swank? You think the swank is going to fly in? Like, you think listen, it's gonna Hillary, you got your two Oscars, okay? You've done really <laughs> well for yourself. But, like, I've seen you in a few movies that seem like fun projects for you. And I think she's gone on record to say that she hates that she was in 
Karate Kid, and she hates that mm-hmm. that's on her resume. But look at yeah. look at what it did for for um, oh geez, I, I keep forgetting his name here. Uh, I keep wanting to call him Terry Silver, but look at mm-hmm. look at how Thomas Ian Griffith said it was a stain on his resume and and almost hurt his career back in in the late '80s. But now coming back, it's almost a fun experience to get a second crack at the character to do something right with it. And so, honestly, man, do it for the fans, Swank. Do it for the fans. Yeah, and you can laugh at yourself, right? I think that's the biggest thing is we can laugh at those moments where maybe we didn't, we you know, we didn't make the right choices, uh, you know, from a career standpoint, and that's okay. Um, I think I think that would be that would be a yes, that would actually add uh, enough refreshment for me to be like, okay, I'm I'm back on board, I'm back on board. <laughs> you know, and and it could be you know her character and and Daniel fighting over who was more. Uh, true to or who who believed in mr miyagi more you know you could yeah. you could have them start off on the wrong foot oh there's there's tons of stuff they could do to really to, to, to freshen it all up so who knows totally. who knows what season six will hold but without giving any spoilers i do think it's pretty safe to say that based on the success of the show we will be getting uh at least another season down in mm-hmm. the san fernando valley um but yeah, all right. Well, I think it's time that we uh, we, we sort of wrap things up, give our summary. Uh, and now today we're going to be scoring on a scale of one to five unbroken ninja eggs. And now, trust me, this will make sense once you watch the season. <laughs> but I wanted to give a little shout out to my boy Chosen. To clarify, he's not referring to ninjas laying eggs. Uh, that's not what he's <laughs> that's not what he's talking about. Okay, just in case you think like. Like, oh, yeah, we're talking about, oh, yeah, they really don't go too different with this, and yet people are getting ninja eggs. Okay, um, listen, it, it again, I think for its final moments, maybe give us a Cobra Kai movie. I think that might be a better choice. Give us a Cobra Kai film as, like, the sequel to end all sequels. It's the final moments. You take the budget you would dedicate to a season six and give us a two-hour, 45-minute focused experience I think would be really really cool and I think that would be I think it just they would be able to do so much more with that than like another 10 episodes just because I just can't think uh, besides the swank coming in I don't know what else they can do um, to really differentiate this show Um, I think again the soundtrack we didn't even touch upon the soundtrack soundtrack always excellent always love the 80s vibes all the bangers Um, I think the action as as we said is phenomenal there's a a new move that's introduced uh, later in this season I'll throw it as a little tease that is just fantastic it's so cool to see it um, and and see how they uh, legitimize it essentially Um, and I, I just think that the Again, the the finale is the main reason to watch this season. Um, obviously, you can't skip directly to the finale um, because you'll lose a lot of. You'll be very lost <laughs> as to what's going on. Um, but I don't think this this needed to be uh, ten episodes, as I was saying. I think this was a bit of a wasted opportunity to take these characters in entirely different directions in, in where we left them in season uh, four. Um, and so I think. It just—I don't know—they just did a lot of the same things again, and I—I—I I, I get what you're saying, Kevin. That it's—it's it's, there's a lot of people that like that sort of thing. It's just that's not for me. I feel this review is exactly what I said a year ago, where I'm still entertained by the show, but aside from its finale, it just doesn't do, just doesn't just didn't wow me enough. I don't know. I'm gonna give this three and a half out of five unbroken ninja eggs. Same score as I gave last season. 
Nice. Okay, so you're right around the the same levels. Okay, so you haven't dipped at least. You're just no. you're just getting tired of riding at that same level. You want them to, to yeah. spike you back up a bit. Uh, you know, see. I think that's a, I think that's a fair score. I, d- I definitely uh, had a, I think a bit more fun with the season than you did. Uh, it's certainly not the best season of the show. Uh, I just continue to find it amazing how much fan service they're able to do for those original movies. They're constantly mm-hmm. finding new material. We're bringing back friends from you know side characters now, little who had five <laughs> yeah. ten minutes of screen time, and it's like, oh, that guy's yeah. back now. She's back yeah. now. I, th- I just think it's awesome. Uh, you know. But we still do need that big main leading character to really finish off the saga. I think if you've, you've yeah. brought so many of these characters back, you need that that crowning one. But we'll we'll, we'll stop beating the uh, Hillary Swank horse here. Uh, you know <laughs> uh, what I loved about the season was that the old guys kind of took center stage for a lot of the season, and that was a nice change of pace uh, after you know the kids sort of being the center of the plot with the All Valley Tournament last season and everything. Johnny and Daniel have some great character growth, uh, and then as we said, the addition of Chosen to the the dynamic just adds another layer of both maturity and camaraderie to their story. Uh, the main storyline is not nearly as logical as, uh, you know, a simple, straightforward win the tournament sort of thing that we've we've gotten in the past. Uh, it really, really doesn't make all that much sense. Uh, and as a result, the stakes just don't feel as engaging as previous seasons have. Uh, I'd say this is the campiest storyline we've gotten so far. Uh, but yeah. uh, as I mentioned, the show's just sort of established itself to such a degree that it almost doesn't matter. This is a campy little karate world we're living in, and so I, I just sort of expect the cheese now. And and again, maybe that's unfair to to let them get away with it. But again, I'm just I'm just having so much darn fun with it. I almost don't care. And normally I am a stickler for this sort of thing. So I don't know what it is mm-hmm. about Johnny Lawrence and his and his beer drinking <laughs> ways that just I, he's my brother, and I'll I'll support him to the end. Um, So, you know, at the end of the day, the season doesn't always work, but when it does, it's friggin' awesome. And so, you know, I'll I'll always come back if two or three of the episodes are just absolutely bitchin'. I'm down for another Mm -hmm. trip to the Valley for another season or two uh, to see this this story sort of close off in a nice way. So I'll go a little bit higher uh, than you did here, Nate. I'm going to go with a 3.8 out of 5. Unbroken ninja eggs. Don't worry, not going crazy. There were definitely flaws, and and I think we've talked a lot recently in in our reviews about how a bad guy is so integral to making something yeah. like this work. And when their plot doesn't work, when it doesn't make sense, that can really hinder something. And and for me, that was definitely the biggest weakness. Yeah, his performance was was fantastic, stellar, stellar. But I the mean, writing for him, and yeah. so and Kreese is great in this again. Kreese is terrific. Yeah. You know, um, again, all, I think all the performances do exactly what they have to do. One more really quick shout out. One more mm. really really quick shout out here. It's not relevant to the quality of the show or anything, but like Ralph Macchio is sixty one years old. That man looks absolutely yeah. phenomenal for his age. Yeah. Phenomenal. And then William Zabka's hitting about 58. He looks terrific. Those guys, they it's must crazy. actually do karate to stay in that kind of shape. And if that's the case, I'm oh, taking yeah. it up. I'm pulling up. I'm dusting <laughs> off my old white belt that I had from when I was like nine years old. And I'm getting back there into you go. it for sure. Yeah. You'll wear it as a bracelet, maybe? Is that what you're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I don't know. I was a pretty big kid, man. I might yeah, still oh, be okay. a little tighter. 
I'd at least get it around a thigh. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But there you have it. That is our spoiler-free review for Cobra Kai Season 5. Thanks again to Netflix Canada for the advanced screeners. And a huge thanks to you for tuning in wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and leave us a glowing review, or we might have to pull out and sharpen our twin size. Ching, ching. As always, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, What storyline are you most intrigued by going into this season? Do you think this is the season Cobra Kai is finally defeated? Uh, And you know what? After you've watched the show, we'd love to know where you think this season ranks versus previous seasons. As you know, you can hit us up, or should I say chop us up, at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if that's a little bit too much like Terry Silver's greasy ponytail, hit us up on Twitter (laughs) at GeekCentricYT and on Instagram at WeAreGeekCentric. As always, we have tons of great content on the podcast channel just dying to be heard. Most of the GeekCentric team recently attended the annual Fan Expo convention in downtown Toronto. And I'm telling you, these guys put together the best coverage of the event you are going to find anywhere. Uh, We've got some fun... Uh, hype reel videos on the Instagram uh, and definitely go over uh, and check out the YouTube channel where you can get exclusive interviews with six of the most talented artists and creators in the game today. Uh, But also check out the podcast where the gang recaps all of the fun and excitement they had over the weekend in Toronto. Uh, Speaking of the podcast, we also have our ongoing weekly watch club for Disney Plus's She-Hulk. And then coming up, we'll have our spoiler-free review for Cars on the Road and the live-action Pinocchio, which are both coming to Disney Plus very, very soon. Uh, And finally, returning after a few weeks off, uh, we're bringing you all the latest in news, trailers, and so much more, specifically from D23, uh, when we return with This Week in Geek. But until then, before Sensei Johnny yells, Silence! We should wrap (laughs) this up. Nate... Thanks for joining me. And as we say, (laughs) I'm I'm afraid to say anything now. Uh, Love you. Get home safe, guys. (laughs) 